There you go. Steve, Steve, what are we going to do with if we have to, like, if Twitter goes away and I, I don't have stuff Summer says anymore and it doesn't really make sense for any other social media platform? Are we going to have to rebrand, Steve? No, we'll just start a whole new platform ourselves, right? We'll, we'll, okay, we'll, we'll... there we go. Or maybe, maybe by that point, maybe we'll just have to work hard and we'll get picked up by some network who doesn't know what they've been missing. Hey. Some podcast network. They're listening. That's that's for sure. Um, and you're listening. That's that's what matters most. You are listening to the Stuff Summer Says podcast with... Steve. Steve. Yeah, we've... Uh, we might be in the final hours of Twitter, apparently. That's that's today's hot take. So um, make sure you start following people on Instagram or go back to your MySpace. Steve, did you have a MySpace? I did not. No. Not did that, you let not your that daughters long. have a MySpace? I think that, I think Danny might have. And I have, we had a, MySpace was a, supposed to be age-based, right? Didn't you have to be like no, 16 or something to be on or something like that? There was there was an Altoona connection to that story because we went to the we went to the Jewish the JMC to play a basketball game when I was coaching with like twelve year olds and we beat the snot out of some team and we didn't play really well <laughs> still and the girls were out there happy and I was in a grumpy mood and I'm like well I'm not really surprised we beat them because look you must be sixteen you must be fifteen you must be fourteen because you all have MySpace account like I remember vividly it was an age based thing that they had put older ages on for my girls so yeah. Okay. Sorry. Did you, Weird uh, rabbit hole. Did you have, did you let your daughters have AIM? Um, I don't think so. I don't know what was, we didn't, the phones were a battle in general and it was whether the phones went to their bedroom at night. And I fought that battle for like a few months and then ended up losing three to three to one and the phones ended up in the bedroom. I have confirmed from a source, AKA your younger daughter that she had a MySpace. There we go. I think they both did. Um, There's a fresh okay. video out there that just resurfaced of her too. That might find some entertainment for you. Oh, okay. Right, Somewhere from years from like about 10 years ago that somehow just resurfaced this week. <laughs> 10 years ago was when I first met her, Steve. So, Well, then it was pre then. Okay. It was earlier than that. Um, all right. Anyways, we've got a podcast to talk about. We don't really talk about other social media platforms on this podcast we talk about sports and sports media that's kind of social media um we are going to talk about relatively briefly because it's thursday night talk about the maryland game then we're going to talk about the rutgers game we are shifting things up we are shaking it up today we're going to do old guy young guy early and then we're going to talk about the world cup okay cool okay i'm excited off his watch he's no no i'm just no i just had it in my hand because i'm yeah okay just fidgeting. Um, Saturday's win over Maryland was exactly what it should have been in terms of you have better athletes, better coaches, and you should put that on paper and take that and put it into action. And I think that's pretty much what they did. I My biggest takeaway of everything was... I feel very safe in the future of Penn state football. And that does not include the drill R equation. Like he is, if you remove him from the, that equation, I feel a hundred percent more confident in the future of Penn state football entering next season than I did entering this season. I, I knew it was going to be a rebuilding year. I didn't think it was going to be this good. We talked about that before, but the defense is going to be very good. Abdul Carter is 
I don't want to say he's Micah level good because I think we all knew right out of the gate Micah was a freak, but he's different. Like he's he's got first round potential to him. Um, the King brothers are very good. Um, you know, and DDS has really started to show up, but then even on the offensive side of the ball, really, you've got a deep wide receiver room. So somebody will emerge there. Like, I, I think that's kind of been James Franklin's MO is somebody will emerge. And then there, that, that hole will be filled. Even if Parker Washington doesn't come back, the running backs great, if not phenomenal. Um, it would be nice to have one more back that kind of like, there's, there's definitely a drop off from Katron to tank. No offense to tank love tank. He's very enjoyable to watch play football. Um, so, you know, and then uh, the offensive line, I think is going to be maybe the first time since I was a student that we had coherent consecutive years of offensive lines. Um, do you agree with that, Steve? I think all of that is correct. And I think all of that was were, showed up against Maryland. I mean, Maryland was really pretty bad, but Penn State made them worse by what they did. And, and how well they played. So, I mean, it was never in doubt. It was kind of boring to watch. I mean, you know, it was great to see your team win, but it just, it wasn't, it's what the game should be against this coming week and the following week in some ways, even though Michigan State might be figuring some stuff out and probably has better talent. Penn State should always be better than Maryland. And they were this past Saturday. And I think that's great. It was, this was a nice confidence building move toward the end of the season win, one more W toward 10 total in the regular season, and all in all, a really a really good thing. It was, that was one of my other takeaways, was the first game outside of a long field goal that I went to the bathroom. I was in the bathroom, we were maybe getting some chicken tenders for, no, I wasn't getting chicken tenders, I was getting pretzels. I was getting some pretzels for. Um, it was a pretty boring game. Like it was, there was not outside of like really no flow to the game. No, because all the touchdowns kind of sort of happened off of bigger plays. So that kind of was pretty quick things. Um, not complaining. Um, so yeah, it was a pretty boring game. So boring. In fact, Steve, here's how bored I got. We sat in NB and we sat a little, we sat two rows behind the away tunnel. Sorry, NA, two rows behind the away tunnel. And I looked up at the, the opposite side of the field, which is where the suites are and began to wonder. And we had a, probably a 15 minute conversation about the distance from basically the away sideline to the top of the suites. Do you know how tall that is? How far that would be? I don't know. You don't have, there's not an app for that. There's not an app where you could just, I don't know. Shooting it bounces back at you and gives you a distance. I, there, there maybe there is, um, but that's how uninteresting Saturday's game was. Like, I, so you, so I think, you, the, it was interesting because you were curious that the that the that the poobahs and snooty folks all had such shitty seats so far away from the action. No, it was. Or just it was like, just curious. It was just like I don't like. I know how many people Beaver Stadium fits. I can tell you it takes up roughly one city block in terms of space. True. I don't know how tall Beaver Stadium is. Maybe it's on the Wikipedia page. Um, I'm going there now, but. That that was my my question. I've had another question about Beaver Stadium this year. What type of grass do they use? Um, so that would be my other. I don't know. These question. are great. These are great things. So, um, 
Yeah. Uh, they use natural grass, but that doesn't. That doesn't. <laughs> That's. I'm looking. I was going to say green, real, but yeah. Of 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 grass. Um, yeah, there's no no information. I'm sure someone somewhere. Where it's 1,100 feet above sea level. That's no good because that's the surface. This is this is how interesting this podcast. We'll is. find out by next week. We'll yeah. figure that out. Um, and if you know the answer, email us and let us know. Yes, don't stuff summer podcast at gmail.com. Just don't tweet us because it might not be around. Well, you can tweet us too. Either way, let us know if you know the height of Beaver Stadium. Um, so that would be a great trivia question, like a like a win free season tickets for life. Not not nothing that we could ever afford for our listeners but maybe if there's a sponsor out there that wants to find a little extra capital that wants to invest in our show that's nice let us know how desperate we are anything else you want to add about maryland um no they were really bad i mean i i mean i think penn state did a good job of keeping the quarterback from from hurting them but he's he was injured you know obviously and didn't want to run as much anyway Uh, i thought it was a really good game from penn state standpoint which made it boring which is what you want to do against teams that you're better than. We we did have an interesting conversation about Talia Tungavailoa, who apparently still has one more year left. Um, we were discussing whether or not he has not been as good, mainly because his brother has taken some vicious hits, um, or maybe he hasn't lived to his his potential because of what he's seen with his brother. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of interesting because I I feel like there was a time when we all thought Talia was going to really resurrect the Maryland program. Um, if they ever, if they ever, yeah, it was a coup when he showed up, right? He was the, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so I think that was kind of on display on Saturday. He looked shaky. He looked timid. Um, he looked uncomfortable for a quarterback that has played that defense now, what, four times, maybe at least four times, I think. Um, so, you know, and, and has played there twice with fans, I believe. Right. So, right. Um, no, it was what it is what it should be, and it's what it's what this weekend should be too. I mean, yeah. albeit just in a different location. Yeah. Um. Sure. Let's talk about the State University of New Jersey. Um. More pressing game to win in terms of recruiting, Maryland or Rutgers. Oh, in terms of. It sounds so simple that it seems like it's a trick question, but it's Rutgers, right? Like, it's just, you want... I don't know. You know I mean, they, they, I want to say Rutgers, oh, yeah, New Jersey. But depending on what they've, they've done a lot more out of Maryland and Virginia in recent seasons. I mean, I, I still think it's Rutgers because I think the kids in Maryland and Virginia have all kinds of options. And Penn State's one of them. And Maryland has really never been relevant. And neither has Rutgers, but Rutgers got a better chance at keeping people home than Maryland does, I think. Yeah, there's not as much... Uh... Well, is there that much New Jersey? I mean, is there that much New Jersey State pride outside of the sports realm? Like, really not. Like, no. well, a couple, a couple musicians maybe, and that's about it. Yeah, right? that's about it. That's their, mm-hmm. that's their pride. Um, I was thinking about that one. That was what my tough question for you this week. I, I think, for me, I think this game feels more of big brother, little brother than any other game. Like, like uh, not that losing to Maryland is ever acceptable, but losing to Rutgers is even more never acceptable. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's happened what, what, what once, right? Yeah. And I was there for it. I, I covered that game. It was awful. But it produced a great side by, sidebar story by, by someone who's getting paid to write and write really well. Dana O'Neill wrote a story, a sidebar, sidebar story, when I find my words, of the receiver who did well for Rutgers that game was Tom Waddle. And it was a horribly rainy, crappy, like Northwestern game this day. And it, her lead was something about, um, and whether for a duck, a guy named Waddle, you know, had the game, you know, it was just a great, great story and a great job. And he could talk back then like he can now. Was, um, was that the game that, that Joe and the coach got into it? There was a Rutgers game where the, where Joe and the coach. No, that was, that one was in the Meadowlands when the Rutgers coach thought we were running the score up. Um, no, the one Rutgers won, Superterno came to the visiting locker room and congratulated, um, the former longtime Penn State assistant coach who was there at Rutgers at the time, Dick Anderson, um, and congratulated him on the win. It, that that was just that felt awful. That felt like uh, were you in the stadium for Minnesota in '99? Like you'd yes. have been young, yeah. And that as bad as that one felt, like that's how the Rutgers thing felt because just we never lost to Rutgers before, and it was just ugh, like it was yeah. just you know awful. Um, yeah, I don't know. I. I think again, it's another. You have better athletes, you have better coaches. Not that Greg Schiano isn't a bad coach. I, you love Greg Schiano. You're you're big on Greg Schiano. Am I right? Uh, I think he's good. I don't know that I'm huge on him, but I think okay. he's good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, um, I think he'll. They're they're going to get good again. They're going to get good under him, but they've got to. You know, they did it once. I don't know how easy it's going to be to do it again, especially in the Big Ten. They didn't do it in the it was Big Ten the first time. Last time for them, that was, was right. this time because now they're they're always going to be competing in a league with Penn State, Michigan, Michigan Ohio State, State, Penn State, State and Michigan yeah. State. Like, yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. you got three losses to start the season every year. It feels like. Yeah. Um. No, I'm. Are you going? Optimistic. Yes, I'm going. Um. You've been there before. Yes, the birthplace is fine. It's very. It's a very. Night average football state it's a very like again kind of the same vibe of, of minnesota stadium but but older mm -hmm. um the i'm interested to see how the fans are this time around the last time we went there because this is now the third time the, the second time they were no this will be the fourth time the second time they were weren't as bad as the first time the first time will always remain the worst yep. so i heard road experience i've ever had were you there no, I just I heard about it. that was a big yeah. it was a game on Big Ten Network. It was just yeah, that was people that was were the worst experience I've ever had at a Penn State football game, um, in terms of opposing fans. And then the next time nobody cared, and then the third time really nobody cared, especially because I think that game was at noon. Um, so I'm interested to see the vibe. I think it being later in the season helps. They, I think they're the last time like they thought they had a chance to beat Penn State, mm -hmm. and it was also like the first time that they had played since they joined the big 10 and all of that. I don't know. I, it, it's an interesting rivalry. If you want to call it that mainly because Penn state really is the superpower in the mid Atlantic region. Right. Um, and so I don't know. I, I am fine with, with the big brother, little brother more. So this one over Maryland. I think that's. I think it's more relevant for Rutgers. It feels 
more familial big brother little brother because they've been playing forever. I mean, I guess they played Maryland forever too, but neither one of them was ever really any good. I mean, Maryland won more often, I guess, against Penn State, but still more often in, in the 70s and 80s wasn't very often at all. Um, I mean, Boomer size, and I think they won a, won a game or two, probably a game. Um, so yeah, I, I think this weekend should be maybe not the same as last weekend, but it, the, the result should definitely be quite similar. And if it's not, that's not a good thing. But I, I just it, I yeah. just can't even imagine. I just I can imagine Michigan State doing something perhaps and making it interesting. I can't imagine. I can't think of a scenario unless Penn State really turns the ball over a lot and does bad things that this is super competitive. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to add about about that? No, safe travels. Woohoo! Have fun. Um, is there a is there a food institution on this trip or a place to no. visit? Well, okay. actually, okay, there is a food institution in New Brunswick that I will recommend. It is called Mahmoud's. It is a um, it's like a halal place. That's that's kind of the main falafel halal vibe. There, the original one is in New York City, I believe, and then the second one was in Hoboken, and then there's one in New Brunswick. Very good falafel. Um, so how far is that from the stadium? How far is 58 Easton <laughs> Avenue in New Brunswick from the stadium? Will you walk it? Confusing. No, you couldn't. You'd have to, because that is in downtown New New Brunswick. Okay. Biscataway is like legitimately the football stadium area. And that's yep. like kind of sort of it. And then you are in New Brunswick, but it their campus is weird. Like, I think they have to take buses i was told that they have to take buses from like if you want to like you couldn't you'd have to be very strategic about your scheduling of classes more so than you would be at penn state like you would have to take legitimately take a bus from one part of town to the other i remember that now because we went to the rack i went to the rack to cover a basketball game once and it wasn't and i've been there another time too covering stuff and it's not all in one place kind of sort yeah okay well cool Uh, yeah that would be my recommendation um, want to talk about basketball real quick? I know that's sure. Um, they won. They Again. are fun. Like I think that's my biggest takeaway about them this year is is they're fun and that feels refreshing. Uh, over maybe some of the Pat Chambers era stuff. Like I think you can really see Micah Shrewsbury starting to put his imprint on the program. Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimately, to me, there's. We're, we're now starting to get again to the point where not appearing to the tournament in the tournament is unacceptable. I think we talked about that last week. Um, but they looked good today. They looked really good in that Butler game um, against a coach that I feel like they've always kind of either had his number or, or struggled against, and there was really no in-between. Um, so I, I think that was interesting. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about the future of Penn State basketball. I'm now trying to make it must see TV for me. Like I, I, it's, it's back in that rotation for me. Yeah. Me, me as well. I mean, I, I, it's much easier to be appreciative and jump on the bandwagon when they're playing basketball and not continually telling me I need to jump on the bandwagon and support them. Like there's just a different tone about it. It just feels like they're going to win basketball games, hopefully for their sake. And I'm going to say, Oh, they're winning games. I think I'm interested. They're entertaining. I think I'm interested. I'm not being asking to climb something. I'm not being asked to do something. I'm just being asked to support a good to decent team. And that's, 
that's okay. That's a great thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's, a, that's about where I'm at with it. Um, all right. We're getting the big sports now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, we're okay. doing Olga Young Guy first. Olga Young Guy. You had texted me, Steve. I'm going to find this text. Uh, nope, that's Sam. Your name is Steve. You texted me. You were fired up about, about a couple things on Saturday. Yeah, it was, it was you, a week. You were yeah. fired up about uh, Sweet Caroline in the second quarter, which I have been mildly annoyed by um, in the second quarter. That, is a, quarter. that is a third to fourth quarter song. For exactly. Um, so that is our official recommendation here. Um, you, the main thing you were you were fired up about chirpy PSU players. We were well par the point. Uh, where I, th- I think I think the I, point. Yeah, we're well past happen. the point. I said, are we past the point where people just play football? Apparently, I don't think you need to when you tackle them out of bounds, stand up and step up to them and keep popping off, especially when you're winning a boring game. And this was a tackle out of bounds that I got flyered up about from us. Probably up, we're probably up 24 to nothing at this point. The Jair Brown penalty, probably. Yes, yes. And you get and you get penalized on it too. Stop it. Like just be smart enough not to get penalized. And and who are you intimidating? It's 24 to nothing. Like, who are you imposing your will on? I I'll give you celebrations because when we talked about this at the start of the show, you asked about celebrations. I'm kind of okay with celebrating as long as it's not a first down when you're trailing 30 to nothing. Like that seems kind of dumb, but I just expect a little bit of discipline perhaps. And I don't know if it's discipline and maybe I'm just old, maybe the chirpiness, maybe that's just how you have to play to, to impose your will on someone. But to me, it still feels like a bad look. Shut up, make the tackle, go back and make the next one. It looks like you would appreciate. See, this is why we need to go to video. It looks like you would appreciate a little bit of chirpiness from your facial expressions. I'm just sitting here. I have any comments on that one? No, I do. Um, I don't know. I, I do. I, I do think it's annoying when the uh, there's a penalty involved. I, I will give you that one. I don't know. I like I like them having a little bit of attitude. I think, I and I think you need an edge. And I, maybe it was the penalty that, that pushed me. I'm sure it was the penalty that pushed me over the edge. Like you can have an edge without being dumb enough to get to get flagged for it, right? Like I don't know. So that was that was all. I just I don't feel like it's good off my lawn. Hand the ball to the referee. I think they can celebrate. I think it's okay to have an edge, but I think you need to be smart enough not to get the flag tossed because you're throwing your shoulders back and stepping up, stepping forward as you take your step to get up to make sure you bump into somebody. And then you talk a little bit too. I don't know. Just seems like. Keeps right up on that one. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. The defense played very dominant and I think they could could walk the walk and talk the talk at the same yep. time. So um, that was kind of my main takeaway from, from Saturday in terms of that department. Um, if it was a if it was the Ohio State game or maybe even remember how chippy the Auburn game was at like at halftime like before the that that got very chippy in fact yep un un um Penn State chippy I guess would be the best way to to put it um and that to me like it. Yeah, like okay, let's get this over with type thing. 
but again, going back to our earlier conversation, you wanna you wanna remind Maryland who you are. And I, I think that's maybe what what was happening there. Okay, I just thought the scoreboard would remind them, but that's again, I'm old. You want to make sure they know. You would just would you just like you just point? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> you get a flag for that like, too, right? Right. Yeah, you probably yeah, get a flag for that too. Yeah, that's... you probably can't point. Maybe he was saying, "Look, I can't point the fourth score, but we're kicking your ass thirty to nothing." You, you know, if I knew that was what he said, maybe I'd feel better. But <laughs> we we mm. didn't talk about this aspect of Saturday, and I I think it was probably maybe one of my favorite moments ever. Uh, was James Franklin getting the unsportsmanlike penalty? Um, mm. I didn't see it happen. Um, I saw like on a replay. Um, apparently he was just yelling at Sean Clifford, which is, is just quite enjoyable. Like, but him doing the push-ups was one of the most redeemable things that I think James Franklin has ever done. Like, not because he was doing the push-ups because like he was trying to set a good example. It was more so that he was kind of not making light of the moment, but it was him breaking from his tough guy shell that I think he carries too much for sometimes. Um on a on a game day like there have been times where i've wanted franklin to go off on the officials and he doesn't and i'm like i get it but i don't get it and and i think that was always one of the the highlights of a penn state game when joe was around was when he would chase down the ref you know and, give him an earful and, if he wasn't chasing yeah, him down, yeah 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 i mean i think well I, my my assumptions last understanding because i didn't dig deep on the, on the message boards was is if you're getting a 15 yard penalty for that as a player, you're doing 15 of 15 push-ups at practice at some point or some place with the team, right? So Franklin was just popping his out there while while he could, because he could. Um, I, I think it made him relatable. I think that, that it, it, there's so many great parts of the fact that he wasn't, maybe he was yelling at Clifford, I assume he was, but how great is it you get flagged for yelling at the quarterback, right? Who's, who's back you've had, not that he doesn't ask him to do more, but who's back you've had publicly all year. It's kind of ironic that the one time he's yelling at him, the ref hears him and he's getting yelled at him so well. The ref thinks he's yelling at him. That's impressive, actually. Yeah, like it's 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 enjoyable on all kinds of levels. And from the media side, it was a great example of how somebody at home consumes a game differently from somebody in the stadium. Because I, I would assume a very small percentage of people in the stadium knew it had happened, knew that he did the push-ups. They knew the, the penalty happened. Yeah, I didn't know it till till actually probably even maybe Sunday morning. Right. And the viewers and the viewers at home didn't know they knew that quick, but they didn't know that like the fans, they didn't know there was no flag. There was no camera on the coach. Right. To get even the exchange or something of, of what happened, because there was no replay of of it happening, just that he was flagged. So it was good from all kinds of levels for us. So, yeah. And I think it did make him relatable. And I think there's a. There's a if there's a there's an opportunity there for the James Franklin push up challenge for some charity or something, right? Like, I mean, come on, somebody's not thinking if they don't come up with something to tie that in. Steve is very good. Like, he's good at spinning. If think if think brains. fast, run fast can be something. Then the push ups have to be something, right? I mean, come on. Yeah. No, that's a that's a good that's a good take. Um. No, and I think that's one of the things that like irks me about Franklin is he does have a personality. I've had conversations with him. He does have a, a great personality. And I think the like medianess to him kind of wraps that and hides that. And when you do get to see that personality, like I, I think anybody that you know that knows him will tell you that that's a very enjoyable person to be around. And I think he let that shine a little bit more. I think a lot of Penn State people would would 
change their opinion of him. I think that's ultimately I agree. what I would I agree. Think. I think he's very competitive. I think he's, I don't know about personable because I don't know him, but I think he he's a, he'll bust your chops, bust your balls, like talk with somebody that way. I think he's demanding and competitive. I think he's does know a little more than football, at least has opinions on stuff. Cause he, you know, I think he could be more engaging and approachable and not, and not as aloof isn't the right word, but I, I took a set of students uh, to his news conference last week, pre, pre Maryland for this class I'm teaching this, the sports communication class I'm teaching. And there were half a dozen of them that could make it. They didn't have class conflicts and they came afterward. We're leaving the stadium talking. I'm so like, so what'd you think? And to a person without talking amongst themselves beforehand, one kid chimed up and said, why is the media afraid of him? I'm like, why is that? Why, why are they so timid? Why do people seem so nervous? And everybody else like, yeah, that's the vibe I got. Like there's, you know, we could do a whole show on the power structure of, of a news conference and how that works. But it's, if it was obvious to people that were just stepping into it for the first time and none of them had seen one before, that power structure is not a relatable power structure, right? It doesn't bode right. well for the coach to feel, and he doesn't need to be, to be touchy-feely and he doesn't need any, to do anything different to keep getting paid what he's getting paid. But there's an opportunity there to make him more human. And part of that is family stuff, which they've done a very good job of really not doing, which is, which is fine, right? Like, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, that's a good point. All right. Um, anything else there? Anything else on the Penn State sports? No, we're moving to the big sports now, right? Big sports. Steve, the World Cup is Sunday. First match is Sunday. Qatar plays some country. I don't know who they play. Uh, but the real one this is Monday at 2. It's the United States takes on Wales. Scale of 1 to 10 insincerity. I want to know how excited are you? Oh, insincerity. Uh, five. Five and a half. That's that's a that's a about four higher than I expected from you. Yeah, I mean, well, cut it that to Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhain. Welcome you to watched, you watched it? I have not watched it yet. Been very, it's very good. Okay. Start to finish. Um, no, I mean I I watched the end of the MLS Cup two or three weeks ago, right? Like because we wow. got into why we got into the overtime, whatever else, and I was trying to finish up a game, so I kind of pay attention to that. I I think it's a five, I, but I feel a little bit like Penn State basketball tying this back in, right? Fox is all in. We got the, the videos and the promos and they have to, and the, can the United States win? Look, I don't, they're not freaking winning. Like there's just no way, right? So I feel like they're selling something that, that's not gonna happen. And the casual fan at some point is gonna be like, You've been telling me about soccer for 25 years now, not 20 years, or 35 years, not 20, right? Um, so, right, we've got, we got Monday, which they should win, question mark? They should, yes, they should. And then they go, then they have Friday against England, England which they shouldn't win, perhaps. Or is England still in disarray? Good. A tie okay. would be good. Okay. And then I think, I think Iran is the last country left, so I think that's that one you have to win. And Monday, um, Monday, I'm watching them both on my calendar. Monday, I'm watching Friday. I don't know what football games happen at the same time. So, football, although they're college games, football game or football game, a U.S. college football game, which I don't American, think there's any good American ones that football. Day. Yeah, American football. I don't think there's any good ones that day at two o'clock. Probably Nebraska, um, Iowa, and I'm not that crazy. Yeah, no, I'll pass. Um, so what's your number? One to ten. Seven to eight. 
okay. seven to eight. I think I think it would be more nine to ten if it, this was the summer and there were was nothing else on like it usually is for a World Cup. But mm-hmm. there's only so much sports time I can dedicate a week, and even though this is during the day, this takes takes from it. Um, so that would be kind of my main takeaway. Um, I'm excited that the U.S. has a team that. Even if Steve doesn't think they can win, um, I'm excited that. Do you think they can win? No, I am excited that they have a team that can probably advance a little bit farther than normal. That would be what I was going to say. Okay. Okay. Um, no, and and what's what the the good players from Pennsylvania, right? Yeah, Christian Pulisic. He's from Hershey or whatever. No, to Hershey. Yeah. Hershey High. Yeah, I'm. I yeah, I'm happy to put on the red, white, and blue and be a nationalist, nationalist, nationalistic supporter, U.S. supporter for for a couple games to see how it goes. Um, yeah, honestly, if they had a way, and, and you can't during the game, and I guess if I paid more attention, maybe those stories are out there. But the 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 Wrexham stuff and it's a TV show, but they are real people. It was very humanizing, right? It was very personal. It was whatever. And you can't do that while you're trying to cover the game as well. So that's the challenge. And if I invested more, I could probably find those things. I just need them to play respectively and win, and then I'm more intrigued, right? So if they advance a little further or don't get blown out, that's great then. Okay. All right. Will you – so these these happen during the workday. So how will you how will you handle this situation? I got an iPad. Okay. Monday is – Monday I do a meeting during the first half. Um, but it'll be on. Okay. And Friday, there are, there is no. Friday, the there's. Noon, the noon no games football. are awful. NC State, North Carolina played at 3.30. So the game's over by then, in theory. 90 minutes. Yeah, I'm almost. not watching. I'm not, I'm not going to watch. Yeah, there's nothing really there. Nebraska, Iowa's not till four. There's actually no good college football games on Friday. So that's why most of America drinks that day, I guess. That's, I mean, that's, that's what I do. Anyway. <laughs> I think we're making gingerbread houses. Oh God! That could cut in. That could cut I into the. Hate making gingerbread houses. I usually I do not don't. Have the patience. I don't have the patience for it. I don't have the energy for it anymore. I just, I just want to take a piece of gingerbread and throw it against the wall every time I do it. I and usually I volunteer Legos. to be the videographer and photographer, but I don't, I don't like putting the houses together. Yeah. But everybody else yeah. does, and I think we did it for. I think there was a contest two years ago, and we did it last year. There wasn't, so there we'll have to come up with some. I'm sure we've got gift cards laying around here that we can make the prize for the family member that wins. So we'll see. All right. Anything else? No, enjoy your trip. Have a good trip. Get some get some falafel and have a, a great game. Thank you. Bring back um, a W. Let's hope. Um, all right. Uh, this was another episode of Stuff Summer Says with Steve. Oh, wait, with with Steve. With Steve, Jesus. sorry. I, I'm Getting cutting my pay there. They're taking my lines sorry. and everything. One less line uh, from the from the union. Um, we have Twitter handles for now. Mine's at Stuff Summer says. Steve's is. At Steve Sampson. There we go. I gave so if you know the Hyder Beaver Stavian, let us let us know sooner yeah. rather than later. Let us know. Time is running out on that question. Well, otherwise, I'm just going to take a tape measure and dangle it over the the roof of the stadium and see how far it stretches um <laughs> other than that email stuff summer says podcast at gmail.com uh five stars likes 
again, was looking at the stats, and I, again, am pleasantly surprised at the number of knuckleheads that listen to this podcast. Um, well, it's going to grow because we're going to have to find a podcast network when we go to YouTube or whatever else. And whether Lebetard or ESPN picks us up, then we'll then we'll have bigger go. distribution. There we go. Steve's, Steve's got big plans. His name might be second, but he's got the big plans. Somebody's got to run the show. <laughs> there it is. All right. Bye.